This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, April 6th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, currently six feet away from a guy ready to plan a Shanghai Temple visit, Jerem Jordan. I joked yesterday after uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints announced uh, a temple in, in Shanghai, China. Hey, more evidence for my Jimmer Fredette's the greatest missionary of all time argument. I'm aware that uh, President Russell M. Nelson had a relationship with China starting in 1979 and is credited with introducing open-heart surgery in China. I am aware that it is more than just Jimmer. I'm joking. Most of the time, assume I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, Duly pre- noted. Pretty cool. Jimmer uh, uh, responded with it. Uh, a temple announced in Dubai as well, which is wild, right? The open house for that's going to be crazy. Uh-huh. The cars uh-huh. are going to be the nicest they've ever been. Upon an invitation from house. the government there. Yeah. How cool Pretty is cool. that? There's only a thousand members in the area. So, yeah, if the government says, uh, come on in, go for it. Yeah, let's go. So, uh, we have a piece of swag on the desk uh, that's down lower. It is a military helmet that we got from our guy, Mark McCready. And uh, he is a guy that will benefit from uh, the Dubai Temple because of his service for the United States. That That would be uh, his home temple, if you will. Pretty yeah, cool. Still a little ways away. Yeah. But <laughs> from like Afghanistan? Yeah. I mean, that's a few countries that away. Is but yeah. wild. That, that is yeah. wild. Everyone's feeling good. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. And uh, we're going to kick things off on a Monday show, keeping that energy high. Adam Law, former BYU baseball star and a minor league baseball veteran. He's hung up the baseball cleats. He's still working in the major leagues. But even more importantly, he is making a difference in the fight against COVID-19. We're going to talk to him and how he is getting involved. Plus, the latest in our BYUSN Best Play Bracket Challenge and Paisley Johnson of BYU Women's Basketball recently engaged. How does she handle the shutdown of sports? What kind of team is BYU Women's Basketball going to bring back? And when's the big day? How do you plan a wedding when the coronavirus has taken over? Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Dalton Nixon plans to pursue playing football this fall at BYU, according to a conversation he had on ESPN 960 recently. Quote, it's something that I've really been interested in. I've had good conversations with Kalani and the other coaches. We are still trying to see if we can make this work. End quote. We'll discuss coming up Dalton Nixon on the football team. Okay. Speaking of Dalton Nixon, BYU basketball will play Arizona State on December 19th, 2020 at Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix. First reported by CBS, John Rothstein. BYU last played Arizona State and James Harden in December of 2008. BYU fans will remember it well, unfortunately. A one-point loss after Charles Abuo's buzzer beater was egregiously and erroneously waved off. We're at, I'm at Sam Boyd Stadium getting ready for the Vegas Bowl, BYU versus Arizona. Rob Gronkowski, by the way. Uh, WrestleMania winner uh, on the field in that one. I call KSL and say, hey, just put me on the line so I can listen to it. Anyways, I'm wandering around the top level of Sam Boyd just listening to it. I wander upstairs and they had the game on in there. I didn't think they could get that channel. So I'm like an idiot on the phone trying to listen to it when I could have just gone upstairs. Anyways, Charles Will made that on time. He made it on time. If it had been a review situation, BYU wins that game. 
Yes. No doubt about it. And they beat James Harden. James Harden, no joke, shot more free throws than BYU did. James Harden, before he traveled, every time he touched the basketball. (laughs) (laughs) MPSF Swim and Dive Awards are out. Katie McBratney is the freshman of the year. Mickey Strauss is the diver of the year. And Tice Rouston is the men's diving coach of the year. Congrats. Congratulations. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending, presented by Trio Senior Living. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU and Arizona State. Apparently, it's a thing in football and basketball now, Jerem, because BYU is uh, going to do the double dip in 2020 with the Sun Devils. But let's focus on basketball. We've already talked about it a little bit. What's your reaction to the Cougars playing Arizona State in Phoenix in Talking, Store, uh, Talking Stick Resort Arena? Uh, and setting up next year's BYU hoop schedule in December. Oh, I love uh, any game with any of the Arizona schools, whether it be Arizona State, Arizona Grand Canyon. I think it's great. There are a lot of members of the church, BYU fans down there. I think it's awesome. Uh, Arizona State was 54 uh, in the net this year, so that's a quality game. We'll see uh, who returns. Is Bobby Hurley still the coach there? I, I love Bobby Hurley. As far as I know. I, as far as it is translated correctly, right? I, I mean, everything I, was shut down, so like the coaching carousel didn't really happen, right? Right, yeah. No, I loved Bobby Hurley growing up. Yeah, I think this is great. Um, it's, it's one of 15 non-conference games uh, that BYU will have. Uh, seven likely known at this point. Let's walk through them. Utah, probably in Provo. At Utah State, I'm assuming. At Weber State. We know the Junkanoo Jam in the Bahamas. We're both trying to go to that. Junkanoo! What is that? What is that? What's Junkanoo? Uh, Boston College, uh, George Mason. Those would be quad threes if they carried over. So they're not great games. We're hoping that those teams are improved next year. But they're not going to climb into the top 100 to be quad two, you'd think. Uh, Tulsa would be a quad two. There were 78. So I, I'm, I, I like this game. I'm hoping it's a quad one game for BYU because it's technically neutral. It's It's... I mean, it's like 15 minutes away from campus, maybe 10. Um, I'm looking for more of the quad ones. We already played four non-conference quad ones this year. We need to see those on the schedule. There was Kansas, San Diego State, Houston, and Utah State. So, so uh, I want more quad ones. And I would love the likes of uh, Duke, North Carolina, Syracuse, Dayton, Baylor, Michigan State, Louisville, those kinds of teams. Sure. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about the matchup with Arizona State is that it's not a true road game because then Arizona State can be top 75, and if BYU wins that game, voila, it's one of those prestigious quad one victories. So I do like BYU playing in big-time neutral sites, but in terms of a big-time neutral site? helping the resume, you'd rather it be a true road game, right? And BYU yeah. and Mark Pope have made it clear that they will play anybody anywhere, and well, that's, Mark, that's his mantra. When Mark went and played Kentucky and Duke on back-to-back nights at Utah Valley, that showed you what he's capable of in terms of how wild he'll go with that. He wouldn't do that at BYU. This program's too big to do something like that. But to play at Duke or at Kansas or at – yes, I believe that BYU will play at least one of those every year while Mark Pope is here. BYU at Utah State, you would think – should be a quad one opportunity. True road game in Logan, one through 75. Well, we're hoping we'll, we'll that, see how they re- rebound with no Sam Merrill. Is Keta going pro? Like, what's the. See, that's what's all yeah. weird about it is how have plans shifted for all of these players they, that were on the fence? They lose, yeah, they lose Merrill, who was the best player in the Mountain West the last two years. You could argue, you know, someone from San Diego State this year, but it was, it was awesome. If I could pick any other team, I mean, give me all the Arizona States. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. I want BYU to play in Rupp Arena in Lexington. 
I want BYU to have the opportunity to play Kentucky against. You know, Mark, Mark wants that much. the most. I want. Yeah. So if I could have any other team added to the schedule, either in 2020 or 2021, give me Kentucky. Let Big Blue go up against BYU. Utah beat them. It's not even hard. Let's go, man. Rupp Arena is probably. Next to the Marriott Center, when it's uh, rolling like it was against Gonzaga, probably the most exciting venue I've ever watched college basketball in. Yeah. It is incredible. You went for the Daily News, and that was awesome. I was sidelining a lacrosse game on BYU TV during that. Also time. awesome. <laughs> I don't even remember who they were playing. It was crazy. Give me Kentucky. Yeah. Topic two. What's your reaction to Dalton Nixon expressing interest in playing football this fall at BYU? I like it. I think it's uh, fun publicity, and I like the idea of Dalton Nixon not having his athletic career shut down by the pandemic. He has another year of eligibility to come back and potentially play football. So he can I, play another sport. Yeah, I yeah. like the idea of it for Dalton. I don't want him to have played his last game because he was injured, didn't get to play in the NCAA tournament, and, well, too bad. So if it's football, hey, yeah, let's go out and see what he can do. I'm not ready to say no. Dalton Nixon is going to make a major impact on BYU football in 2020, but let's go out and see what he can do. Like, is he a guy that could benefit from Matt Bushman gaining so much attention and kind of filling that spot that Moroni Laulaputita left behind? The hard problem is uh, I think that Dalton is most suited to be a tight end, a, a pass catcher because he has good hands and he's got the size for it. But I don't even know how coaches want to use him specifically, Jerem. I'm just thinking, yeah, it'd be fun to watch him play as a tight end. It's a fun idea, right? Um, yeah, what's, what's Dalton's experience with football? I, I assume he probably played when he was younger in middle school. I don't think he played at the end of his high school career. I could be wrong in that. I, most guys that get a D1 scholarship aren't um, putting themselves in a position to maybe get hurt uh, in that way. Maybe, maybe he played. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, we're digging into the details, but... Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a fun story. His wife Taylor's going to be on the volleyball team, and and uh, it sounds like he'll be around and is interested. So it'd be cool. He's got to make the team, right? If he is a tight end, I think that position's it's loaded. way loaded. It's loaded. Like, That's what's tough. Like no, uh, Matt Bushman uh, is in there, right? Isaac Rex uh, returns. Hank Tuipolotu is a guy that if he can get healthy. Uh, could be a baller, right? Carter Wheat is a young, uh, good one. Mason Wake played a bunch this year. Alema Mai and Nate Heaps and Bentley Hanshaw, to, to say a few. That position has a lot of good young talent. Are they going to want to throw in this guy that hasn't played football in a while? When's the last time Dalton Nixon would have played football? Six years ago as a senior in high school? 2013. If he played at all? So... Uh, it's a fun story. It would be fun if Dalton Nixon, one, made the team, and he's just out there. I, even if he didn't play a meaningful snap, I feel, still think it'd be cool if he was on the team. Yeah, has it been longer than the origination of this show since Dalton yeah. Nixon has played football? Yeah, and trust me, <laughs> it's a long time, right? I just um, like the idea of him not fun. having his athletic career ended right now. Well, it doesn't have to be. Fashion. He could play on the uh, Ultimate Frisbee team or something, you know? Those are our homies. File all of the appeals to come back and play basketball, Dalton. File all of the appeals. <laughs> okay. Yes, just do like, it. Like John Mawala was on the football team and then played basketball when BYU stunk in 96-97. It's like the opposite of that. Well, and how is the... the... Or Dalton Nixon jumps in and he's like the great... He's, he's better than Dennis Pitt all of a sudden. It's like, whoa. How is the return missionary situation oh, going to affect Oh, he'd be a walk-on. There's no scally for him. Dallin Holker no is on his mission, but now 
maybe not on his mission. I don't I, know. I, how- it sounds like most of those guys are released for the time being, and then they'll. Are they going to go back out? Is Dallin like, Holker will Dallin be Holker the be on the team? Because if Dallin Holker is on the team, he's the second best tight end. Wow! Right, immediately, immediately, right? Dallin Holker had a really good freshman year, um, and he would be in the mix. Don't. <laughs> Dalton Nick, where else would you put Dalton Nixon if he's not a tight end? I, that's is he tough. a D end and he's just tall trying to bat down Pat? Like you linebacker? need someone get, you need him to bulk six, up. Six seven linebacker. You need him to bulk up and play linebacker. It just it seems Dalton like tight needs end to know is the perfect fit. Right, but yeah, it's tough. That position's loaded. If I'm if I'm Dalton Nixon, I'm going. You need to tell me right now if I need to gain twenty pounds. Because then he can just do what we're all doing, which is watch Netflix and eat chili cheese fries. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then he's beefing up because that's what I'm doing. I'm getting ready for football season by trying to gain 20 pounds Yeah, you know, on accident. Speaking of that, you know what's funny? <laughs> Looking at Corbin Kafusi when he was in prime basketball shape compared to what he looks like right now. It's two entirely oh, different people. Corbin, listen, I am really glad that we live nowadays because if you, were, if you had to see that guy in open battle – one-on-one combat anciently. I think about this stuff. No way, dude. Run the other way. I would have been an archer. I'm up on the <laughs> hill. I am out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yes, I'm yelling retreat, and they're like, you're not in charge. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> Corbin I ain't going one-on-one with that guy. Holy shnikes. UA's version of the mountain. That's why I'm a broadcaster. <laughs> Our question of the day, back to BYU basketball. We hope Dalton Nixon, by some miracle, is involved there. But if not, hey, maybe football. Which big-name school would you like to see on the BYU basketball schedule in the future and why? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from Nathan Crook on Facebook. I think that using Coach Pope's connection with Kentucky – would be a great way to schedule a game with them. They're consistently one of the best teams in the country, and I feel like BYU can match up well with anyone. Hashtag BYUSN. I'd expect Iona to be on the schedule very soon with Rick Bettino back in the college game from being with Jimmer Fredette and Panathinaikos, by the way. Uh, very interesting. Does Mark Pope have a good enough relationship with Mike Krzyzewski at Duke after the toughest 24? Could BYU get Duke on the schedule? I, I imagine they've reached out and they're trying, and I, I'm telling you, I expect one of these, whoa, games at some point. And I don't care if those ones are neutral or not because they'll be quad ones, a la the Kansas, where it's a one-point game at half and you feel like you're in it. BYU gets worked in the second half, but that was valuable experience for BYU, and it was another quad one game, right? I think it's important to have these, well, if BYU won this, then it's big time on the schedule. I believe that with football. I just don't want too many of them. Basketball, I'm like, hey, you could have two or three of those. And then if you get one, it's like, whoa, look. Look what BYU did. Does BYU want another schedule like they played this past season? They will not get it. They won't. But it, did, That was an excellent do schedule. They even, do they even want that because they had the horses to compete against it? So do you want that difficult yeah. of a schedule and the, again? And the opposite of that is what Larry Kruskoviak and Utah do sometimes where they say, no, 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 the Pac-12 schedule is going to be hard enough and we're going to go 9-9 nine and nine or whatever, 10-10. Um, ten and ten. Let's, let's ease up in the non-con so we can get to 22 wins and we'll be on the bubble because we will have had a lot of quad mm. ones. That's not the case for BYU in the West Coast Conference, though. They need to load up every year if they want a chance at the NCAA tournament in 2021 or 2020, right? Man, the West Coast Conference had their best year ever 
And unfortunately, nobody got to play in the NCAA tournament. And had zero NCAA tournament team. No, they wouldn't have three. Coming up, the first play of the best play bracket advances to the Final Four. Plus, former BYU Batcat star Adam Law is doing some major good in the world to fight the COVID-19 pandemic. Find out all about it next. He joins us. This is BYU Sports Nation. You going to gain 20 with me? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store. Official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU TV app is the place to watch recent and old BYU sports games. Get your BOD fix on the BYU TV app today. We are live at Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We now welcome in on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Skype. Longtime friend of uh, this duo here in Studio B. His name is Adam Law, former BYU baseball standout, minor league baseball standout. Adam, it's always nice to talk with a guy who helped Jeremy and I begin the broadcasting madness with big-time plays on the airwaves of iProvo. Indeed, it's great to be here. We were, we were watching family videos over Christmas, and to see the suits and the shirts and ties that you guys were wearing to those games back in 2007 and eight were epic <laughs> it was so bad okay one time i tried to appease both fan bases when provo played timfew so to, to be good we had our own wayne's world show if you will sports valley yes. it was on iprovo local cable access provo and timfew sports adam was at provo bronson kafusi and the guys were over at timfew the bills you know it was awesome so one time to a provo timfew uh game i wore a Green, orange shirt with a green tie, thinking I would appease both. Both fan bases were ticked. They were so mad that I would wear the other's color. Oh, my gosh. Those are some fun times, though. And, Adam, it was odd, oddly enough, there were a ton of BYU guys during that era. A lot of BYU guys for all sorts of sports, too. So it was fun to go to the next level and see everybody on campus uh, at BYU. How much contact do you keep with your old uh, high school running makes, guys like uh, Brandon Davies and Kyle Collinsworth and Chris Collinsworth, for that matter? Yeah, we keep in, we keep in contact here and there with how people move throughout the world and the country. Our best way to keep in contact is via social media, for sure. Uh, but then Chris Collinsworth and I, we still keep in pretty regular contact and keeping up on each other's families and, and what we're doing. We're really lucky to have had great years at Provo High and to see the success of so many of my teammates has been awesome. You've been in the news. We'll talk about that in a second uh, related to N95 masks, but I do want to relive a play, and I think we did the last time you were on. It's just too good to not, right? So Provo wins the state title and Lone Peak wins the state title. You guys play each other early in the season. It might have been the first game. Um, You make the game-winning shot in this. There are two uh, NBA players on on the floor there, but you're the one that gets the ball, right? Brandon Davies and Kyle Collinsworth end up going to the NBA. Describe to us what happened for you to take down Tyler Haas and Lone Peak. Um, Yeah, I remember Coach Drury, our coach at the time, had drawn up a a play to get Kyle and Brandon on a pick and roll. And Lone Peak came out and really face guarded those guys. And so I was kind of the outlet man slash last resort. And the inbounds pass came to me probably 30 feet away, and I just let it fly. And there's a good picture that I always like to bug Tyler about of him with his hand up. And I just made it rain and we won the game, which was which was really cool. It was a kind of a big rivalry uh, between the two of us. We were obviously the best two teams in the state. And how I got the shot, 
who knows, but I'm just happy that it went in, that's for sure. <laughs> Great stuff. Uh, we're going to need you to tweet that picture out today so that we can circulate that again just for Tyler Haas. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Law with us on BYU Sports Nation. Adam, as Jerem mentioned, you were very much uh, not standing on the sidelines in the fight against this world pandemic. Uh, you have received some very well-deserved notoriety uh, in the media for what you're doing to help produce N95 masks. And for those that aren't familiar with an N95 mask, is it's, those are the ones that help health workers and help people stay safe as they work to fight this pandemic. So why did you feel like you wanted to get so involved uh, specifically producing N95 masks, and how did you do it? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so my brother owns and operates a dental and orthodontic supply company. And two, three weeks ago, he was hearing of the shortages of PPE supplies, personal protective equipment. And he wanted to leverage his knowledge and his expertise in manufacturing things out of China, with his trusted factories, which he does for the dental and orthodontic sector, but instead see if he could put a dent in what was happening in the U.S. and now in the world. And so he put his operation on kind of pause and started sourcing these PPE materials and was having a real difficult time getting them into hospitals and those who need them most. And so he reached out to his family members via a Zoom phone call one night and just said, does anybody have any connections? We've got these supplies, but we can't get them in in with people. And so all of my siblings and I, my parents, we made phone calls. Um, I took to Twitter and Instagram and have had a few things kind of blow up. And we've gotten a ton of support, a ton of people who need them and were able to set them up with with what they need. This has been awesome because we've seen lots of people rally to the cause. You're one of them. Um, and you've been very vocal on Twitter, which has been awesome. What's the reaction been like? What kind of success have you seen as you've tried to uh, help out in the cause here? Um, man, so, so much success and really some heart wrenching stories. We've had emails or direct messages from healthcare profession, from the children of healthcare professionals saying, we worry to send my mom or father into the hospital because they're rationing the masks and the face shields that they have. And so can you please just send us out uh, some few things in, in that? And then we've had hospital administrators on the other side saying, we don't have materials. Can you send us hundreds of thousands of, of supplies? And so it's been really cool to support uh, the big dogs, people who need it the most, and then also individuals coming from their families amazing stories uh what kind of feedback are you getting from them in terms of uh the impact that it's making in these hospitals and, and these care centers worldwide uh you know people right as they place the order they want to know their tracking number and when it's going to get there because the need is just so great but when the supplies have been delivered we've had follow-up emails thanking us for uh, what we're doing and really it's it's my brother who put his normal business on pause in order to help other people. And it's been great to see him in the example that he's been to me and so many other people about catering to the individual as well as catering to the masses who are in need also. That's, that's great work. Absolutely. Um, you, you also mentioned uh, in jest uh, a day ago, um, you're carrying uh, a few different types. You do not carry the model shown in the picture below. 
Uh, it's a jock strap uh, that is probably your dad's from when you were little, right? The original N95. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, brothers with free time on Saturdays, you just don't know what you're going to get into. And my mom snapped that picture and we recirculated amongst ourselves. And I, <laughs> I thought that, that was kind of funny. <laughs> you haven't seen that. Uh, yeah. We'll make sure that people see that as well as the shot we, you hit against Tyler Hall. We do not recommend doing that. Yeah. Now we recommend using actual N95 masks. Yes, absolutely. True. Now, Adam, what's crazy about all of this is you're holding down a full-time job and you're, you're trying to do all, all of this, uh, coronavirus fighting amidst just living your normal life. So how are you balancing your schedule and what are you up to now uh, after baseball? Yeah. So uh, I've taken a position with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm involved with some international development in their player department and uh, do a lot with um, practice planning, skill development, uh, those types of things. And so given with that MLB is shut down right now. Not only are we trying to uh, kind of get ahead of everybody else through personal development or professional development, uh, refining our processes on how we go about things, but also now trying to juggle uh, the whole PPE thing and, and getting masks into the hands of those who need the most has been, it's been a bit of a challenge, but luckily on the, on the bright side, baseball, no games are being played. And so I'm able to, to kind of have two windows open at a time doing my job with the Dodgers as well as trying to fulfill orders and get the word out about what we're doing. That's good to hear that you're still in the game and still working there, which is awesome. I'm still bummed that last year, right before spring training, come on, right before spring training, my Mariners cut you because we hung out at spring training, which was really fun. So I'm, I'm still mad a year later, Adam. I want you to know that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And is your dad still working in uh, baseball as well? He is. He's with the Cleveland Indians, and he's a bench coach for one of their minor league teams located in Lake County. Oh, awesome. And how's, uh, how's Grandpa Vern doing? Grandpa Vern's doing great. He just barely turned 90 Woo! and is strong and shoveling walks, sweeping, doing gardening and everything. He's doing great. It's pretty cool to see a Cy Young winner on the front row of every BYU women's basketball game. <laughs> uh, awesome. I love it. They're, they are ultimate BYU fans. <laughs> they are. They're great. Adam, uh, we love to tell the story. It's an incredible work that you're doing, and we know you're busy uh, traveling internationally, working for the Dodgers. So safe travels, uh, stay healthy, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having me. It's great to see you guys. You got it, man. Adam Law on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why, we show how. We have a lot of fun memories from when we did high school games. You and I for about a year and a half, then I did it for another year after. Um, once you graduated, it was so fun to just interact with little Adam Law, who ends up being this fantastic baseball player at BYU and goes into the minors, got up to AAA, which is pretty cool. Uh, I was hoping to see him play for my Mariners. I, I even considered, you know, going to that game or whatever, because yeah. we've been there for this journey, calling some of his baseball games in high school. But there were just so many amazing athletes that we covered at Provo and Tinfue High that ended up playing here. And it wasn't just football and men's basketball. It was uh, women's basketball and and uh, baseball players and whatnot, which is pretty fun. So good to see Adam doing good work, too. And, and we're seeing a lot of people rally to this cause, which is awesome. Not just big businesses, but uh, Adam and his brother's dental supply company. You know, yeah, everyone's trying to get that? the masks.
Yeah, that's just an incredible effort yeah. uh, from the law family. And, and we're seeing great things from Silicon Slopes over the weekend, by the way, with uh, testing, which is awesome. Brian Windhorst uh, jumping on SportsCenter and get up this morning saying, testing, testing, testing is what we need. So it's good to see everyone rallying because we are behind in a lot of things. Okay, coming up, Paisley Johnson on prep for next season and preparing for a socially distancing wedding. Plus, we add a second finalist to our BYUSN Best Play of the Athletic Year Final Four. You ready for this? This is BYU Sports Nation. The BYUSN Best Play Bracket is presented by doTERRA. Listen to BYU Sports Nation on demand by downloading the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Welcome back to the show. Teamed up with Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Hope you had a fantastic weekend and hope you're enjoying our Monday matinee special thus far from Studio B. Let's keep it rolling with the whip. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Basketball. Uh, shouldn't it be? Football. Yeah. Yep. Dalton Nixon plans to pursue playing football this fall at BYU, according to a conversation he had on ESPN 960 recently. Something that I've really been interested in. I've had conversations with Kalani and other coaches. We are still trying to see if we can make this work. Men's basketball. BYU will play Arizona State on December 19th at Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix. First reported by CBS's John Rothstein. BYU last played... ASU in December of 2008. One-point loss that should have been a win if Charles Buell's buzzer beater was erroneously waved off. Brigham Swimming versus, and diving. Brigham versus the Devils. This is a matchup for the ages. Love it. MPSF Swim and Dive Awards are out. Katie McBratney is the freshman of the year. Mickey Strauss is the diver of the year. And Tice Rotson is the men's diving coach of the year. Congratulations. You've waited since last Thursday for this result and our next play in our BYU Sports Nation best play bracket matchup presented by doTERRA. A reminder of how it works. Our selection committee pitting the top eight best plays from BYU football against the eight best plays from BYU basketball, all to determine the top play from the athletic calendar year. Yeah, we're whittling them down. You can go to vote.boatv.org uh, to vote. Uh, your votes are 100% of uh, what happens here. The polls close at 11 a.m. Eastern time every day, and then we announce the winner and the next matchup on the show, which is happening right now. Mm-hmm. In our first Elite Eight matchup of the bracket, the top-seeded football play from Micah Simon avoids the upset oh, from man. Dax Milne. The 64-yard catch against Tennessee moves on 57% to 43%. It was dead even. Then there was a late push for Micah late in that voting period. The, the Milne upset, uh, you know, was it was real. It, it could have happened. This Simon is the number one football seed, and it advances. Uh, you're right. It was close. Uh, Dax Milne had two plays in the top eight. Both emerged out of the round of 16, so... Here yeah, we go. He's still got another chance to get into the final four if he beats Tyson Williams. Right, he's got his South Florida play. Uh-huh. Well, that's what happens when you make great catches. You just have more plays in this, right? Okay, so uh, today's matchup. Second seed on the basketball side. TJ Hawes on November 15th at Houston with the dagger game winner. To Hawes with three seconds. Hawes pulls up, fades away. Yes, yes, TJ Hawes! I love the Mark Mark Pope Mark Durant hug there. TJ just turns and hugs. We talked about Tyler having a shot made on him, and now with Adam Lawn, now here's TJ Huss making a shot. So yes, yeah. Mark Durant with arms wide open. <laughs> <laughs> Random note: Pearl Jam came out with a new album, really good. Really, the last week, yeah. Okay. Shout out to Pearl Jam for helping us out. 
in the uh, in this crazy time. And a shout out to Creed as well, just because, right? Just because. Scott <laughs> Stapp, where you at? TJ Howe's game winner will take on a little bit of trickeration in the football three seed. Baylor Romney hitting Matt Bushman for the touchdown against Boise State. It's a handoff to Katoa. It's a give to Hefo. It's a flea flicker and a throw to Bushman. It's complete and another touchdown! Ah, yes. The double reverse flea flicker from Baylor Romney to Matt Bushman. (laughs) What a play. And was it even hard? It was BYU's third string quarterback. Who saw that happening in the Boise State game? Okay, won the play, and then that Baylor Romney would be the starting quarterback and delivering it. The highest ranked team, the, the best win of the season by ranking was oh. Boise State. That was now, crazy, that, man. That goes overlooked. Because the season really kind of sputtered out, BYU finally got not one but two signature home wins under Kalani Satake. They hadn't had yes. one. They got two in the same season. Absolutely. So go to vote.buatv.org. Haas, game winner at Houston, up 63% to 37 right now on Romney to Bushman. BYU needed trick plays to win. And remember, this is the first game where BYU mixes up some of the play-calling duties. Um, Aaron Roderick has more input in this process, right, with Jeff Grimes and Fesitake and company. And that was important because in this game, BYU probably could have lined up straight up, but they had a few uh, uh, trick plays, right, that worked. Uh, the fourth and one where Romney dips down like he's going to QB sneak it and he to throws Matt over Bushman. the top to Matt Bushman. This was Matt Bushman's, you could argue, his best game as a Cougar because he was uh, vital in helping BYU win a big game. I would love to see more of this from Matt Bushman where you go, hey, BYU's throwing to Matt Bushman in the end zone and he's going to make a play in a big game. And yes. BYU got a big win. That was a really big win. BYU did go 7-6. and six. They did get three top 35 wins. That's the frustration is, where was this team all year? Because they beat Tennessee and USC and Boise State in the final ESPN-FPI. Top 35. Three of those. You know what? Steve Young would love to see some more of that trickeration from Aaron Roderick as well, Jerem. Yes, he would. Yeah. Last time he was on, he was uh, vocal about that. Vote.byutv.org so that you can vocalize your opinion on our best play brackets. I'm interested to see on this one because the the buzzer-beating element of this is really strong, right? Um, If it's with five seconds left, maybe it's a little different. I don't know. But uh, TJ Howe's already been upset once in in this tournament of uh, the best play bracket. I'm interested to see. What happens here? Yeah, until BYU beat Gonzaga at home to close out that epic senior night, that this was, win was the best win on the resume. Yes. Yes. I, actually and uh, perceptually. Yes. Yes, both. Okay, coming up, the future president of The Rock in a rising show. And from playing game to championship, can Cosmo do it in his bracket? This is BYU Sports Nation. In our next BYU Sports Nation play-by-replay special, we focus in on 2018 BYU women's volleyball featuring Mary Lake, the all-time digs leader. Mary, does it hurt to dive on the ground that much? I think I was so used to it from being young and just, I didn't feel anything. To me, playing kickball hurt more than diving on the ground, honestly. You just get used to it. I can get used to taking down number one ranked Stanford BYU Sports Nation special play-by-replay Friday noon Eastern right here on BYU TV and the app. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hopefully you enjoyed the BYU Sports Nation play-by-replay on Friday. Men's Hoops against Gonzaga. We've got another one. 
BYU's 2018 win in women's volleyball over number one Stanford. Heather Olmstead, Mary Lake, Kennedy Eschenberg will join us. Here's a taste. I think I was so used to it from being young and just, I didn't feel anything. To me, playing kickball hurt more than diving on the ground, honestly. You just get used to it. That's just a taste of uh, Mary Lake and company coming up uh, this Friday on BYU Sports Night. She's the career record holder for digs and for number of bruises sustained. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she was all. She was so fun to watch. Oh, like incredible. this next year, we're going to miss uh, Mary Lake. There's certainly some talent in the in the pipeline uh, with BYU volleyball. They they have top ten recruiting classes. They're the most sure thing on campus, I think, at this point, right? Um, but. Man, that's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. That was a huge win. And Mary's already ready to dub her heir apparent as the next career digs leader. So there's more talent coming okay. into the program. Awesome. Play by replay Friday, noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Let's play Dope or Nope, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Jerem, take it away. Okay, today it would have been the national championship game in March Madness, the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, according to ESPN's BPI, it would have been B- – I can't even say it without laughing. Uh, BYU would have played uh, Wisconsin. So is this dope or nope? Uh, nope. <laughs> I just – I, I – uh... Wait, why not? <laughs> it's – it was fun in the moment when they originally announced it, but losing to Wisconsin, at least had BYU losing to Kansas or some program Again? that was a number one seed, not Wisconsin. Come on, man. TJ Oz is still mad about BYU losing to Wisconsin. It is. I, I'm, yeah. Nope. Yoli Johnson was too. That was funny. Um, no. Yeah, it's a simulation. Come on. I, I can't get that excited about a simulation. I'm yeah. sorry. But the thought... I've avoided all these feelings of, oh, today would have been, today would have been. It's like, <sighs> I don't want to think about that because I'm just sad. No, I'm becoming acclimated to this non-sports I world, am too, and I hate it. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, 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 I hate it. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm getting I, used to it. I, I said this last week. I'm a little scared of heaven because is it like this with no sports? I'm li- like, I want to go to heaven, no doubt. But I'm just, wait, can I get a little more? Hey, can I get a little more info? <laughs> all right, Jerem. Keep your energy where it is. I like it. Dope or nope, Sirius XM College Sports not including Cosmo in their best mascot bracket, then including them as a 16 seed after a BYU fan uproar. Uh, the nope part is uh, the initial answer, and then them including them. Yeah, absolutely. That was the right move. Well done, BYU fans. Well, well yeah, done. Yeah. Cosmo is the greatest mascot in the history of this or any other planet. I don't want to be hyperbole guy, but I actually do right here. Cosmo is unbelievable. He destroyed the Boston College Eagle and is currently, again, as a 16 seed. You're saying digitally, not like actually? Well, because I'm envisioning both. Cosmo, a both. cougar, attacking an endangered species. Not cool. <laughs> yeah, he's currently taking on the Duke Blue Devil. This is a 16 versus 1. How is Cosmo a 16 seed? Unbelievable. You, you, you want the update? Yeah, I have yeah give me the update. Okay, so so BYU emerges out of the first round, right? They're in the second round. Emerged? I mean, just steamrolled. Yeah. Yes. What was it? Do you uh, remember? I don't remember the okay, exact I don't know percentage, it. but it was, it was not close. Okay. Currently, BYU up 88 to, 88% to 12 over Duke after 1,400 votes. 1,400 votes. Yeah. BYU is up 88% to 12%. 16 versus 1. Listen. There were a lot of mobs against the Mormons, the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. BYU is good about a digital mob in 2020, right? Um, being able to, quote, jimmer a poll. And BYU is currently jimmering this poll. Sirius XM did the right thing by adjusting 
One, because BYU Radio is on Sirius XM, so they Hi. probably want to appease that. Yeah, yeah. we're streaming on Sir- Sirius XM right now. Sirius is the one that asked for a daily sports show on BYU Radio, and they answered, so, hi, here we are. And we asked for Cosmo in the later. bracket, and they delivered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, what's hurting Duke, Jerem, here, is that if you don't like Duke, you hate Duke. So it's like, yeah. uh, I don't care for BYU that much, but I hate Duke, so I'm going to vote for the BYU match. Yeah, and Coach K's like, I love Duke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is dope what BYU's doing. It's First, a, I'm okay with Duke. It's a yeah. mascot bracket, you know, but I'm more about Cosmo. I, just, mm-hmm. Cosmo's I, wish, I wish Duke wouldn't steal so many high-profile recruits that BYU could potentially get, but whatever. Let's walk through them in order. Mm-hmm. Chris Burgess. Mm-hmm. Frank Jackson. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, sorry, Jabari Parker. Yeah. Then Frank Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those three right there. Yeah, Program Duke changers. comes in, it's hard to compete. Program changers. Exactly. Okay. Uh, hey, well, you can argue that Jake Tulson didn't go to Duke, and he stayed at BYU. That's true. BYU. He was recruited there. Yeah. You know what? Hey, there's a there's a moral victory. <laughs> can we get some more? Uh, can we get some Duke guys to come to BYU, huh? Yeah. Okay. Dope or nope? Next up, BYU winning the best fans play-in vote over Creighton in the Fox College Hoops bracket. I think this is dope because this took a concerted effort on social media. From BYU fans and the accounts, a late push. BYU wins 51% to 49%. It was down to the wire. Creighton has one of the highest-rated home attendance marks in all of college basketball. Their fans are rabid. They're very vocal. And they had a great season. They were a projected two or three seed. So to do this, I like that. I like that BYU fans banded together for all of these brackets. Yeah, uh, it's hard for me to get overly excited about simulations again. The other one was about Cosmo. I go, uh, I go, dope. Sure, yeah. BYU won. Awesome. Great. Okay. And that wraps really up. Really into it. Dope or nope. More simulations. What? Coming up. Cougar Kid who sings the fight song, mostly. Uh, plus, Kalani Satake deserves an award for what he did, and he's going to get my rising shout-out. And Paisley Johnson of BYU Women's Basketball. This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, the show available anytime on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Free to download the podcast, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Paisley Johnson from the great state of Idaho. BYU women's basketball standout uh, who uh, watched her season come to an unfortunate end, but then watched everybody's season come to an unfortunate end due to the pandemic. Paisley, uh, first of all, how are you? How's your health and and how are you holding up? Oh, I'm healthy. I'm still just as energetic as ever. I'm doing good and I'm just here spending time with Connor and his family. So I'm just enjoying myself. Now's a great time to get engaged, right? Then you can just hang out. Oh. You can really experience what life is like. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what's what's it like after getting uh, engaged and then all of a sudden a lot of your plans are probably messed with in a major way, right? Yeah, definitely. It's been a roller coaster of a ride with trying to plan this wedding because we were anticipating getting married on May 1st, but I don't know how likely that is at this point, but... We're still planning. We've moved some dates around, canceled a few things. But, I don't know, keeping high spirits because I'm just happy. Like, I get to be with someone that is not too uh, crazy and uptight about planning stuff like this. So it's all good. Is he nearby? 
Um, I think he's upstairs. Oh, okay, good. So you could speak openly. It, look, it looked like you were looking over like, can I say this in front of him? He can't hear anything, but he could hear he's you. Watch, right? He's watching it. Yeah. He's watching He's it. upstairs watching it. Exactly. exactly. Paisley Johnson with us on BYU Sports Nation. How are you, uh, or I guess, what's the new day for the basketball wedding of the century at BYU? Um, see, I don't know. It's so <laughs> crazy right now, but... We're hoping for May 1st. If that doesn't happen, we'll go from there, whether we will anticipate a civil marriage first and then a ceiling or just straight to the ceiling waiting a couple more months. But I don't know. It's crazy. Everything is just crazy at the moment. So. It is crazy because a few weeks ago, I guess a month ago, we're sitting in Vegas broadcasting all these uh, games at the tourney, including BYU playing in it. And then uh, – you know, and there's talk of Corona, and we're aware of this thing, but we're still shaking hands, and we're still, you know what I mean? Some people aren't, but some people are. It's wild how quickly that advanced. What Walk us through kind of what happened with you and the team once, um, you know, it got much worse quickly after that. Yeah, so we came home from Vegas after our tournament, and we went, had like Sunday off, and then we came into our team room on Monday to have a team meeting. And Jetty's talking to us saying, hey, like, we have a good opportunity for the NIT. Like, let's still work hard. We're still going to practice. Like, I don't really know what's happening with this COVID-19 stuff. Um, And then, like, all of a sudden we heard that the NBA had canceled their um, games. And then, like, Jetty at that point was just anticipating them canceling the NCAA tournament as well as the NIT. So, um, I think things just happened really quickly because I think that next Tuesday after Monday, I went to class early in the morning and my professor was like, okay, we're going to online school. Like the school hadn't even put out anything yet, but he's like, he said, I'm going to decide to go into online school for this class just for the next two weeks to see what's going to happen and just keep us safe. But then all of a sudden that day happened and things just a ripple effect happened and everything started shutting down. So it was something very quickly to happen and kind of scary, but um, I don't know. It just is something quick, and the team was obviously really distraught not being able to finish what we wanted to finish. Yes, we finished our tournament, but we still wanted to go postseason and have that opportunity. But I don't know, just crazy times. <laughs> Certainly said. Uh, well said. Yes, it is crazy. Um, and, and once you get through the craziness of your wedding to uh, Connor Harding of BYU basketball, I can't help but be excited about what BYU women's basketball brings back next year with you, obviously, and Sarah Hampson and Shaylee Gonzalez coming off a torn ACL, not to mention some others that are going to play significant roles. So what kind of team does BYU women's basketball bring back next year, in your opinion? Oh, we're going to be resentless. We're just so excited to get back on the court. I know Shaylee is pumped out of her mind. Lauren, uh, Lauren um, Gustin is so excited as well. She's, she's ready to come play. She redshirted last year. And um, I don't know. Everybody's just hungry. We, we're, we're not too happy with our record, and we wanted to hit 20 wins, but um, that, didn't, that didn't come to pass. So... I think we're all just super excited and just ready to get back on the court and have a good time because, I don't know, I think this is a good time to just be be away from each other to realize that we want to be around each other and just work even harder. 
Paisley, it's great to catch up with you, and uh, we appreciate the positive vibes. Good luck with the approaching wedding, and stay safe and healthy. Give our best to Connor and his family, and let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma, just just because we want to share the karma for good luck for whatever in the future. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Tell Connor hi, by the way. I will. (laughs) See you, Paisley. Bye. BYU sharpshooting guard Paisley Johnson awesome. on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline via Skype. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Okay, the Elite Voice today presented by Sundance Mountain Resort at 86WI Coog on Twitter. Kentucky would always be nice with the Pope connection to playing there. Um, you know, what, what game would you want on the schedule in hoops? And they are a blue blood in hoops. Duke, North Carolina would be fun also. But for me, it's Wisconsin, W.I. Cook. Because I'm W.I. Cook. But also, we need revenge for the 2020 mythical NCAA Whoa, championship game. Okay, that's next level thinking for sure. Absolutely. All right. Today's rise and shout outs. Jerem, take it away. Mine goes uh, to John Young and his son, Timmy, who sa- he tweeted this out. He sang the Cougar Fight song, and he did his best. He's a kid. Here's what it sounds like. But I'm definitely on board for the thing. I like new mango, but yeah, Timmy, you're the man. I guess it could be dried mango, right? Right. I like that. I like that. Timmy, that was awesome, man. Future president of the rock right there, man. (laughs) Timmy Young. And I dare say that you outsung Kalani Satake in his karaoke machine. Uh, Who gets my rise and shout out. That was so good. That was amazing. He's singing some Sinatra. Uh, his family is clearly bugged by it. I texted him after I saw the video, and he's like, for real, bro, my family is so tired of being on the karaoke machine. But he gets my rise and shout out for bringing some good vibes to crush the curve and beat COVID-19. <laughs> I didn't know Kalani had pipes. That's what I learned from that. I was so good. Dude can oh, sing, these kids man. are so annoyed. We'll tweet it out again if you haven't seen the video of Kalani singing to Sinatra. It's so good. Yeah, he's like, no, so you don't understand. They're so annoyed with me. <laughs> And I'm trying not to think about the mythical national championship game. Like, where would BYU have gone in the NCAA tournament? We'll never know. And it's just one of those questions. It's like 2011. If Brandon Davies is playing, does BYU get past Florida into the Elite Eight? Are they playing? Who was it at that point? Was it Butler? Yeah. Was it VCU? I can't remember. But it's a winnable game! And then VCU in the Final Four. Yeah. (gasps) This is hard. Our thanks to today's guests, Adam Law and Paisley Johnson. Started Dennis Pettit. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUS. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Corey Snyder. We'll see you on BYU Sports Nation tomorrow. Go Cougs. And how about that fight song? That was oh, unbelievable. Old man go thin, man. Rah, 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 rah.